Welcome to the Swim Swam Podcast. I'm your host, Coleman Hodges, and joining me today, I've got a very special guest. He is a World Championships medalist, a European Championships medalist, a World University Games champion. Uh, he is an NCAA, 16-time NCAA All-American, uh, and he is currently representing the Toronto Titans in Budapest for Season 2 of ISL. Please welcome Shane Ryan. Shane, how's it going, man? Good, good. Doing well. Thanks for having me. I, I just mentioned a whole bunch of stuff and, and I want to get into all of that uh, yeah, of and more. And so let's, let's start out uh, with where you're at right now. You know, you're in the ISL bubble uh, with first year team Toronto Titans. You guys just had your first competition last week. How do you feel like it went so far? Um, it was definitely interesting because um, everyone, we didn't really know where people were, who like how people um, just to be with like a team again, racing again, um, and just seeing people. You know, like you never know who's gonna throw out what, who's been, who's gonna be in. But it was a great opportunity to race, and I mean, we did pretty well for for like you know the unexpected. You know, we were kind of like the underdogs, and no one knew where we were. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just, it was interesting to say the least. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you, in your very first ISL competition, you got to race the skins races. Tell me about that. What did you yep. think of the skins? The skins were good. Um, I was really looking forward for it. Um, and like my coach over in Ireland, we've been like, kind of like training that where like multiple reps and doing swims like that like back to back to back. So like I was fully prepared, but I mean, in the skins and even in the 50, um, one little mistake can cost you. Um, like the first swim was like the easiest 50 backstroke I've ever swum in my entire life. And then I just missed my turn. I was just long my turn. And then that, that was it, you know, I missed the, the time by like 0.2. And it was just, I mean, if you go back and look at it, it was just, I was just long the turn and that's what cost me, but it is what it is. Um, but no, it was just an awesome experience just to, to be there and race. And like, now I know where I'm at. Um, like, you know, I'm much better spot where I'm at now, which is like going back. Like I'm parent, I'm, a, I'm their main butterfly now, which I just started picking that up. So I'm starting to learn how to some butterfly like the right way and fast. So that's that. I hopefully can see that, that fly time, like just drop significantly down. Uh, um, even in the hundred backstroke, best time in the hundred backstroke. So like, I'm still like learning, still getting faster and I'm 26. So it's just, it's great. You win the best time in the hundred back. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a slow time. I don't know. I'm a little all over the place with the hundred back. It's a mental game for me sometimes with that, but just went in and just swam it. It was good. And it was just the process, the way I swam it, but ah, it was fun. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Congrats. Uh, yeah, you know, you, <laughs> you, uh, you raced Ryan Murphy among other competitors, um, in those skins races in the hundred back. Um, you, you won the hundred back, uh, and, uh, I got second. So, I'm got sorry. Second. I'm sorry. Erie, yeah. Erie won. You got second. Murphy got third. Um, mm -hmm. that it was a, it was an exceedingly tight race. Um, 
what is it like being back in the pool um, with with competitors that like Ryan Murphy, who you maybe haven't swum against since college or since other international meets, but now you know they're kind of all back in one place, and and that level of competition is really really high. Oh, it's great. I thrive in it. I love it. It's so good. I've been looking forward for it for a very long time. And um, it's just great. I mean, it was like, I was so nervous, like absolutely so nervous, but also so excited to race. Cause like, I just didn't know how I was going to perform. Um, and so, I mean, you just, you just go in there with the thought process and you just got to have fun because all the hard work's done. And like, we're still working hard. Like two days before I was doing like, heavy hand cleans, heavy squats. Um, even yesterday, like people are still training through this. Like I'm still training through this. So it's just about who can recover the fastest, who can nail the little things and just be the best and get their hand on the ball and get points on the board, you know, but it's like, it's just so much fun, even though like, yeah, some sometimes hurt, but like at the end of it, you just go warm down and then you're just so excited being in the call room. And like, while you're behind the stage, there's smoke coming up. It's very, very cool. Yeah. I mean, I, last year I got to be at a few ISL meets and yeah, I mean, they were awesome environments to be a part of, especially just as a swim fan. Um, but, yeah. uh, you, sorry, I lost my train of thought a little bit. Um, you, you mentioned, you know, you're a couple days before you're in the weight room doing, doing heavy lifting. You know, it, I talked to a lot of the swimmers they're putting in, you know, heavy yardage they're, they're doing real training especially at this beginning part of the season um and then you, you said it's all about who can recover the best and um you know it's it's interesting because the these competition cycles are so such quick turnaround that it's kind of like you can't even call it like a mini taper but it's you know it's kind of like you work hard for a few days and then you kind of back off for a few days um what's that process been like for you have you have you ever done anything quite like that before the only thing is it's um like I guess like from Big Tens to NCAAs, it's like that's the closest thing I'll have to like to this basically. Or the Mary Nostrum tour um over in Europe, you know, where there's a couple meets like at like a week back to forth, like back mm-hmm. back basically. So like I mean, you'll just do like a two day rest or a day rest and then you just get up and go. Um and I've known from my past, like I actually do really well with like just having that just that little bit of rest. And then going to compete because it's just like the more I race for me, the better I get because I capitalize on the little things. My body gets used to racing at that, at that, you know, high quality. So I just become more comfortable in that environment. So, and I can recover really quickly as well. Um, so my body is a completely different now than when it was at college. It's way better now, which is, which is good. Um, but yeah, it's just a different thought process, different way of doing things. Like I want to lift heavier. I want to do more in the water. Um, and just do things like quality and all that stuff. So it's just things you just move in the right direction. But yeah, it's just taking those little two days, one day rest before the meets and just get up and just go. Um, you mentioned your, you know, your body has come a long way since college. And I did want to talk about that. You know, you're an NCAA All-American uh, who swam for Penn State. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, did you, did you have that same philosophy of the more you raced in, in college, the better you would be, um, you know, dual meet after dual meet, or has that kind of come as a professional as you've aged over the last few years? 
Um, definitely in college. I mean, it was a big difference between like my first three years of college was a bit weird because I didn't really know where I was. Like, you know, didn't know where, like, you know, it was just different then. And then like, I got a little bit of a taste of the professional life when I moved to Ireland before the 2016 Olympics. So it's just like, I started doing like, you know, first time ever doing whey protein. It's like six months before the Olympics, um, like focusing a little bit more on diet. And like, you know, a little bit more things about that and learning more about myself as well. Um, so like that was definitely a big thing. But then in my last year, I started really focusing on like the race plan, race meets and trying to be like the top in the country for each dual meet and uh, just trying to see where more people were. I was more invested into the sport because I didn't really take swimming serious until I got into college because I was like playing all these sports in high school um, until I was like, oh, College was looking at me. I probably should start taking swimming serious. And once I got to college, I started taking a little bit more, a little bit more, get to know my body a bit better. Um, but yeah, no, it was like really my like last year where I started noticing like, oh, wow, like I could actually do something. Um, and then each year, the past two years have been a really big turnaround, especially during this whole COVID situation. I've actually kind of thrived through it a bit. Um, and because like when Ireland got locked down, uh, I would live by myself for three months, didn't see anybody. And all I did was lift for three hours and that's <laughs> it, lift and bike for three hours almost every day. So I actually came out of quarantine a bit heavier. My muscle mass was up, my body weight was up. But then when I got back in the water, I was actually like really strong. But then we just hit the aerobic base and everything has just been really well. I just have a good, good head on my shoulders from after all that. No kidding. I mean, that, that certainly takes, you know, lifting and biking three hours a day in your apartment by yourself. Certainly. I mean, you know, that's, that sounds like good work, but that would take some mental stamina from my viewpoint. Um, yeah. what, you know, how, what motivated you through that time? How did you get mentally, emotionally without seeing anyone, like what got you through that time? I just took it day by day. I mean, that's like the most important thing you can do. It's just like, what can you do today? to make yourself better. So I was just like, all right, well, if I want to do an extra couple of sets of deadlifts, extra couple sets of bench or go on an extra like hundred K bike, like do it. Why not? So I would just have like the office on a Brooklyn nine, nine off on the TV. And I'm just there just cycling, you know, just trying to stay in shape, trying to keep that metabolic rate up and the aerobic base up. Cause we couldn't leave two kilometers past our house. Cause there was checkpoints um, okay. um, in Ireland where like you could get like fined or you either arrested sometimes or they were threatening that around. Um, uh, so it was, they were pretty serious there. And like, I live four kilometers from the pool. So it was really hard that the pool was right there, but I couldn't go swimming it. Um, but no, just take it. I just took it day by day and just try to just stay positive because it's, it wasn't me, only me in that situation. Everybody else was in a bad situation as well. And what can I do today to make myself better than somebody else? That is nuts that you were less than three miles away from the pool, but you couldn't go. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like so frustrating, but, but you made it work. Uh, and, yeah. and it seems like you made it work really well. Um, I want to, yeah. I want to, and which is which is really cool so 
you know, you mentioned you came out of quarantine, you got back into the aerobic base and things kind of started clicking. Did you have races before this ISL meet to kind of get you on track and say, all right, I think I'm, I'm in a pretty good spot. Yeah. So, um, at the end of like, you know, we had like a 10 week block when we got out of the water, um, like sport Island, like the pool I swim at is owned by the government. So it's kind of government controlled. So they were worked really well with getting us back into the water sooner than a lot of other people in the world. So we had like a 10 week training block and we raced at the very end of it. So we raced like short course and then long course. Um, and that was at the end of August ended up going like 50.4 in the hundred fly. And I ended up being out like 22, seven out in that. So I was pretty happy about that, but that was the first time I ever swim in the hundred fly short course meters. So that was interesting. And then I ended up going like 24, five in the 50 backstroke, which like I only like buzzed for me. I didn't shave, but like just buzzed. So I was ecstatic about that. Ended up doing the two free. Cause I wanted to see where my aerobic pace was, you know, like just like two free, which I'm a pure sprinter. I don't do the two free. Mm-hmm. Ended up going like a 20, like 144.2 in the two free. So like I was actually, that's like, okay for, for being a sprinter. That's and then like, <laughs> yeah. And then like being the hundred backstroke long course, I was 54.0. So like I, I was in, I was in a good spot. I was really happy about that. And then, um, we just been like just doing a lot of sprints, a lot of like kind of like the skin style stuff, like 50, 25s. Um, like every two weeks, we'll stand up and do like on a Thursday, put a suit on and we just do a lot of speed work. Um, but then like on some days, we'll just do like, you know, some long swimming. But like long swimming for me, like a, a long meet or a long practice would be like 3K or 3.5K. Yeah, 3. So it's like not that much but i go heavy in the gym so that's where it makes it up <laughs> that's right three k is long but heavy in the gym it it all evens out it's just something it just works right now you know yeah uh okay i would like to contextualize that that you went 144.2 in the short course meter tuna freestyle that's faster than anyone has been long course and in, in like the last i don't know seven years <laughs> Oh, That's sorry, sorry. Good. This is short course, short course, one forty-four. Right. Yeah, short course meters. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, no one's been that time long course in a while, and I think if if you're a sprinter and you go that time short course, that's very respectable. Oh well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, because uh, it's like I have like the uh, the Irish boys. They always. Um, they always go at me all the time. Like they just, they just, there's no, there's no safeguard with them. And they always be like, Oh, like you, you can't do this. You can't do the 200. You can't do that. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well I'm going to do it. And like, I'm <laughs> pretty easy 49. Like it was a good, good pace. I was really happy with it. And it was just the process I'm swimming. I'm a little bit more mature now on how I've been swimming things um and my co-swimming things and um but yeah I was I was I was delighted with that I could be like now I could just shove that back in their faces be like well what happened where'd you guys where were you guys at and that's too free exactly you've, you've you've got you've got some aerobic base and uh it's it's even if it's only 3k a day it's it's definitely showing yeah. uh and so so it seems like you're in a good place now. Um, let's, I want to take it back. You know, you said you didn't even take swimming that seriously until you got to college because you're playing all these other sports in high school. What, what other yeah. sports were you playing? 
Oh boy. Um, I, I was playing golf, volleyball, um, a little bit of basketball, um, soccer, and then what else was I? Oh, American football. And then I think, I think that's it. But yeah, it was like mainly like volleyball was a big one for me. Golf was a big one for me. Um, and then like American football, I like did that for like one seat, like my senior year, just to piss off my, some coach running out. We had dry land outside behind our high school and I just come running out in football pads and he's just like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> so, so it sounds like you stayed very active. Uh, yeah. in high school what what appealed to you about playing so many sports like that I don't know my mom my mom was a swim coach growing up so she was my swim coach growing up so it's like from you know middle school played lacrosse as well um but I remember like in middle school and high school I would just like play my school sport go home eat real quick or eat in the car while my mom's driving us to practice rushing as always running late because that's just how it is and going to swim practice but my mom always said like you can play all the other sports but you're always going to see swimming because you know how moms are somehow magically always right she knew <laughs> i had something special in swimming so she kept me in it and um yeah, no, she was like, okay, now it's like probably time to start taking things serious because I was getting letters, you know, like scholarships, like taking recruiting trips. And um, yeah, once I got to college, first time ever lifted, first time ever doing doubles, doing dry land, um, first time like people beating me in practice and stuff like that. So it was, it was a big reality shock and ended up like gaining 20 pounds just my freshman year. So that was a big shock. Uh I mean, so that, that that's really interesting. You didn't, you know, you didn't swim full time until you get to college. And then, like you said, first time lifting, first time doing doubles, uh, you know, in, in high school, were you still kind of a sprinty guy who wasn't doing a, a ton of yardage and did that shift when you did get to college? Yeah, no, it's just like, I always had like that raw speed, um, but I was like in high school, I'd be one of the kids being like, oh, I'm going to the bathroom. And then I'm running into the showers for like 15 minutes just to get out of just to get out of like practice. Um, so I was one of those guys, kids, you know, but like, oh, my shoulder, I need to get out and stretch this for a little bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was one of those guys. But like, no, but like when it came time to race, I just raced. You know, I remember my senior year, there was I was the only there was only two people in the whole country that were 19 seconds. It was me and John Murray, who ended up going to Texas. Mm -hmm. So he was 1991, I was 1996, and we were the only two, and I was like a 5,300 freestyle. I think I was like the only one that year to drop under, and a 47.0 in the 100 backstroke. So I was like, the speed was there, but I was just like, I just knew there was gonna, there was gonna be a lot more. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm not burnt out right now at 26 and I'm still getting faster because I just didn't really take it too serious. I didn't put a lot of mental mentally like, you know, into it. Now I'm like starting to see a lot of benefits of it. And like, I'm in love going in training. I love working hard and now I'm starting to see the results of it. Um, and if I did that back then, maybe I might've burnt out, but I don't know, but I mean, I am where I am now. So it's, it's great. Yeah. And it, I mean, how, how much of a, how much of a culture shock was, was getting to college for you? Was that a hard transition? Did you take pretty easily to that? Um, 
and and you know again those first three years you said wasn't you weren't super tuned in but you know did did you still see a lot of growth from yourself during that period of course yeah i hit um freshman year was really hard because it was the first time i ever experienced um, death in my family like my uncle passed away and then like two months later my grandfather passed away so i was away a lot my like the first semester um then like because i was away and I thought, like, oh, I'm a big swimmer. You know, I'm good. I'll let Penn State will take care of me. I was ineligible my freshman year. So, like, I couldn't represent Penn State. I was like, oh, I might have to quit swimming. I don't know if they're going to kick me off the team. So, I was I was ineligible. I couldn't swim. And, honestly, I was the fastest freshman. I ended up going from, like, a 47-0 to a 45-6. Um, and that would have been, like, third at NCAAs that year. And then end up going like from like a 43-6 to like a 42-4 and the 100 free and going like from 19-9 to 19-5. And that's just all within like eight months of training uh, with Penn State. So it's like it was really hard for me to kind of like go through that. But I learned I was rock bottom and like, you know, I had nowhere else but up. So I started asking for help, got my like, you know, basically my shit together. And things started, got my school in line, ended up making dean's list for the next three semesters. And then that also helped me gain more confidence in swimming into my sophomore year, where I ended up becoming like, you know, Big Ten swimmer of the year, um, my sophomore year, and ended up getting like the Big Ten record in the 100 backstroke or in the 100 freestyle, actually. So it was it was like my sophomore year was good. And then my junior year, I had a hard time struggling with that. Um, and then I moved then I moved off to Ireland. So, yeah, I learned a lot. And like I learned a lot like from the mental side and the hard work and putting in the hard work. So it was, it was all up and down, but it definitely, definitely had a, the way it went. I'm happy that it did because I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, yeah, that sounds like a journey. You know, you, you have the peaks and the valleys and, um, I think a lot of kids can relate to having that kind of a growth period during those years for sure. Um, but, uh, it, it was, it was interesting, but I mean, it was hard, but I got through it though. You just have to ask for help, and I did, and that's now where I'm at. I have a degree from Penn State. <laughs> that's that's simple but sage, you know. Just ask yeah. for help, <laughs> and uh, it. I mean, a lot of times it works. Um, we we've covered it, and obviously you represent Ireland now. But it, can can you give me a brief, brief synopsis, synopsis of just what went into you moving to Ireland, deciding to represent them internationally, um, especially because before that you had rep you had been on the u.s national team yeah so the whole process was um i have always had my dual citizenship like uh, my, my dad is from ireland and he is one out of ten so big irish family and he's the only one living in the states so we've always had that connection even on my mom's side she's one out of ten another big irish family but she was born and raised in the states and then her grandparents are from ireland as well so, like, my name's Shane Patrick Ryan. Like, you can't get more of an Irish name than that. Um, <laughs> and then, so, my mom always had that dual, like, I always had my dual citizenship. She always, she always had that, that in, like, in her back pocket, you know, like, oh, there is, like, you, you know, you might be able to do this. So, ended up, like, you know, representing, you know, Team USA in 2013, dual in the pool, going through my sophomore year, ended up missing the national team um 2015 and then i was like you know what like an opportunity just came up i don't know how, i really don't know because it was such a fast transition 
I made a decision in a week and a half just to drop everything from Penn State, move my life to Ireland, and then that was it. Like that was that was just it was just so quick. I just finished all my finals. Literally went home for two days and then I was off. So we just got in contact with some Ireland and they just took care of everything. They helped me get like these. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to sign. This, this, and this, and this. So I had to move over to Ireland for residency for a whole year, um, and that was really hard. That now that was that was really really hard for me because I'm going from Penn State with fifty thousand undergrad students and a big party life, and also with just having you know school and stuff like that, and also like with the team atmosphere, um, and I moved to a house that's on a campus that has like farm fields in it. And I basically lived by myself because the other people that were in the house with me went to school or had a job. All I was doing was training. I had 50 euros to my name, a mm-hmm. bike, and I lived on a campus in an old moldy house. So it was really, really hard for me. So like I was a little depressed then back then. I remember just like sleeping just to pass time because it was just like I had nothing else to do. So it was really, really hard for me to go through that. Um, but luckily I had my family there every weekend. I was able to, to go and see my family and reconnect with them because I haven't seen them in a while. So I had to go play golf with them down the weekends and then I would just train hard and I would live for the weekends, which isn't the greatest way to live. But I got through that. And, you know, some Ireland made it so easy for me to transition it. They had every opportunity you can go to, but I wasn't able to represent Ireland for a whole year. The first time I was ever able to represent Ireland was in 2016 European. It was like the first day of that was the first day I was able to represent a lot about myself. And it was really how mentally tough can I do this? Like, can I really do this? And I ended up losing a lot of weight. Um, ended up like losing about like 15, 20 pounds. And I was real skinny. Um, but no, I ended up getting through that and, you know, and then the rest is history. That's a really cool story. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, that, that makes me uh, understand a lot more how, how you were able to get through quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, quarantine was a piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, yeah, like when you're, it's a lot different being alone when you're in your late 20s than, than being alone when you're 21 years old. And exactly. used to 50,000 undergrads, heavy party life, big full school life, full team. Like you yeah. said, yeah, that's a, that's a big contrast. And it was, um, a shock. it was a big shock. And like, I had to cook for myself a lot more. So I had to like learn about nutrition and all that stuff. I mean, they definitely provided a lot of things, but for me, it was very hard for me going from that culture setting to like, to like, you know, a professional professional setting um was hard but you know i i got through it and you know I'm, i would if i had an opportunity to do it again i would 100 percent do it again yeah and which which is reassuring because it seems like you have been successful in this environment since representing ireland you've won four international medals at world champs european champs world university games um you know, you, you went back and finished your degree at Penn state. Um, and since then, have you, have you lived in Ireland? So I ended up after I finished my degree in 2017, I ended up moving down to Auburn, Alabama for about six months there, uh, to go train with Sergio Lopez and Brett, uh, Brett Halk. 
which was great. And then Brett ended or then um, Sergio ended up moving up to Virginia Tech. So I ended up following up Sergio up to Virginia Tech um, and worked with Albert Subi and and um, Sergio. And then after 2018 Worlds, I ended up moving back to Ireland. And I like I love training there with Sergio and Albert, you know, moving. But it was just a lot of moving things going on. And it was just a lot more that was happening down there. But then I decided to move to Ireland again before the Olympics because our director wanted us to, like, you know, us be there, us have, like, you know, a national center Dublin, which we have now. Um, we have a new head coach or then we did uh, Ben Hickson from he ended up he's a British coach, but he's from Sterling, um, Scottish coach. And it was hard the first year trying to connect things and see how things go. But I mean, you're going to go through a little bit of a rough patch when you move from a different program from like Sergio to something a bit more professional. But like it was just there was a lot going on on both sides. So, but no, the past like year and a half, like we, we really after Worlds in 2019, that was like one of my worst meets I've ever had. Um, and it wasn't, it's like, was not in a good spot. It took me a while to kind of like get my mind ready. But really after that, I just, just said like, that's enough of this and really worked on myself and worked with my coach as well. And like kind of talked to my coach more about how I'm feeling and what, what I thought was good. Like, what do you think? And so it was a really constructive we have a really constructive relationship now where things are just clicking and like, we, we don't really have any barriers on what we think and what we say to each other, because it's like, it's all constructive and it's all to make me better. Even though if he, he's given out at me and which he does sometimes, you know, I can be a little dumb sometimes in the water. It's all because he's trying to make me better. And it's great because it, things are just working out really, really well. I'm like the best shape of my life, the best mental state of my life, and I'm swimming really well right now, and I can't wait to see what, what else I have in the future now. Um, I mean, t- take me there. Take me to 2019 Worlds. What what didn't go right for you at that meet, or, or what you know what hadn't clicked leading up to it? Yeah, no, I mean, I moved over, and like 10, 10 weeks after, I ended up like you know qualifying for the Olympics. Got the A standard, but I wasn't qualified for the Olympics because Ireland has their own standards. Um, and it was just, it, the hundred back is a really mental game for me. Um, really, really is. I don't know why it's just is. So I had a lot of pressure on myself. Um, I just also was really heavy, really, really heavy. So I was about like 99 kg, which is like 230 pounds, 225 pounds, which like, but it wasn't really good. I was like 13% body fat. Like I was, I was a thick boy. I was big. Even like my friends that were like, Shane, like you're big so i was like okay so i was trying to swim like i was like 205 pounds or something like that and it just wasn't working i just felt heavy never had any speed and it just it just i swam slow it's just simple as that i just swam slow i just felt down about myself um and i put a lot of hard pressure on myself as well um and like things just weren't working out in training and also my nutrition like one, like I had a nutritionist tell me I had to take like two serious mash shakes a day, which each one's about 1200 calories and then also three meals. So like I was eating a lot. And I, just see, I see where the, the serious mass came from. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The serious mass. So it was, I was just a big boy, you know? And I was just like, yeah, I'm six, six, 
but like it just wasn't it just didn't i just didn't feel right just didn't feel like i was moving weight so i ended up like taking nutrition in my own hands i got my head coach to help me because he's in really good shape too and he he was a swimmer as well so i asked him for his help so like you know slowly but surely things were starting to move and uh now i'm way lighter i'm like 105 200 205 pounds 210 pounds and i'm strong way strong way leaner feel way better in the water and it was just because of nutrition my mental state um getting the training right that fits for me um but like we did train a lot more back then but all that aerobic base i used to do didn't go anywhere i still i still have it you know which is showing up now i'm not going all out in my hundreds and just dying at the end i'm actually coming home on my on my hundreds now so it's just it was a lot of hard work between my coach and i but we finally got it down and i'm i'm a great great situation right now great spot <laughs> that's awesome man that's that's yeah. really really great to hear uh and so let, let's bring it back to now you know what are you yeah. looking forward to these next couple of weeks getting getting you know all of this short course racing in mm-hmm. so for me it's like i love racing short course because like my starts and underwaters you know it's, it's great um but it's just about you know maintaining and going in with like the thought process like of how am I going to swim this race? It's not about how, like how fast I'm going to go. It's about the process and swimming it. Um, and that's like one good thing that my coach really got stuck in my head about the process of swimming. What am I going to be doing? Okay. Do a start, eight kicks off this wall, about nine strokes to turn here, boom, to get off eight kicks off that wall. And then try to just make it simple, make swimming simple. Um, which, which is great. But right now um, we've had that first meet. So that was a bit of a shock. I definitely, my legs, I've been doing a lot, like trying to get my legs stronger. Um, my legs have definitely got bigger. So I had issues with suits, suit sizes. I'm a big Mizuno fan. I love the Mizuno suits and I always will wrap them. Um, I'm usually a large in it, but my legs. <laughs> a little bit bigger. Cause I've been doing a lot more like, you know, fly were like purple. My legs were purple because how tight the suit was. <laughs> And I just didn't expect my legs to be that big. I was like, oh, no, do I have to go an extra large now? Um, so we ended up trying to get that sorted. But, no, I was just really happy with how I swam there. But now we have the end of the meets. We have a two-day race, two days to recover. Two-day race, two days to recover. And then the two-day race. So all that is is just fine-tuning making sure you're recovering, like getting a protein shake after almost every other swim or after the end. It's all about who's going to recover the fastest and who's going to step up and try to get their hand on the wall first. So that's all I'm going to do. But like, I'm good at that kind of stuff. I'm good at getting up and racing because I enjoy it. I can recover fast and it's, it's just fun. Uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've talked to a few, I know uh, Louise Hansen, another Toronto time yeah. I talked to her and yeah, she was, she was telling that schedule is like, that can't be right. And then I looked, I was like, Nope, you're totally right. That's yeah. insane. <laughs> I don't know why they scheduled it like. I don't. I, like, I don't understand on. either. <laughs> uh, I mean, I yeah, I know. It is what it is. It is what it is. I, I know that they were originally scheduling um, the finale, to, you know, to be in December sometime, and then that switched to being in Budapest, so they had to move everything up. But yeah, that's that's gonna be wild. Um, and I, but I hope that goes well. Uh, Shane, any any parting thoughts before we sign out? Oh, I think that's, I think I covered everything. <laughs> Just thank you again for having me on. Appreciate it.
You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcasts on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.